Hello and welcome to Burkamp Wonderland. We, now that we're winning, are officially an Arsenal podcast. With me this afternoon, it is 4pm, Big Ben is chiming on the Monday, the 20th of September. I think this will probably go out later tonight. I think it will, hopefully. It's it's Craig, my old mate. How you doing? You've been busy nosediving planes into Dublin Airport, I see. Yeah. Yes, I have actually. That was for the first couple of weeks. I was no guy, not just in Dublin, actually, um, all over Europe. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm actually getting quite good at it now, um, and yeah. I haven't crashed. I haven't crashed for a while, and also um, I've landed. I've managed two landings like, with no onboard computers, so I'm getting good. I'm getting good. Do you want to tell people a little bit about that, your new passion? Because I've watched you. There's usually, um, I think there was about a dozen people watching you last time I watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's not it's not a new passion. It's a, it's a passion I've always had, um, really, is uh, aviation. And um, I was lucky enough to w work at Cork Airport for a good number of years. So I used to do the marshalling in. Uh, uh, you, you ping pong uh, bats, yeah, the ping pong bats, and the and the and the, we used to have lighty one, lighty lighty up ones in for at night time. Did you take them to the raves when you used to go with you? Go. What's that? Take the light up ones to raves when you used to go. <laughs> yeah. You'd have the fluorescent jacket, you'd have the light up bats. Oh, you used to... lot, a lot, high vis a lot, mate. Used to, push them, <laughs> used to push them back out onto the runway. Used to de ice them, all kinds of stuff. Great job. Um, ah. but yeah, I've I've had a keen keen interest in um, in aeroplanes and, and flight for a long long time, and um, could never afford one of the high spec computers that you have to have to run Microsoft Flight Simulator. And then it's come out on the Xbox, so it came out on the Xbox Series S and X um, a couple of months ago. And uh, well, as soon as I knew it was coming out, I kind of got the um, I downloaded the Airbus A three A three twenty manual. And I studied it for about six months, and um, I'm up, hopping away. The beginner simmer on Twitch. There you go. I mean, to get 12 people watching you when you've only been doing it for a couple of months, we could go live now on Twitch, and I'd have two people watching. One would be Michael in Sweden, and the other one would be me. Yeah, I've got four, I think I've got 40 followers, I think. So. And three of those are me. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> okay, so 47. <laughs> I <laughs> know no, they all count. Every single one of them counts. You know, I have a fascination with planes. When I was younger, um, we're not going to talk about planes all day, people, because a lot of people don't care about planes. I couldn't. Uh, I could tell you a seven four seven, and the rest of them, I have not a clue. Oh, I know a three eighty as well because that's got four engines. So, so is it three eighty or seven four seven? I can tell those two. They're the, they're the only two I really look for. But I was, years ago, my dad used to take us to all the air shows in Alconbury. And it was in the in the early eighties. I remember just uh, enjoying the fact that I had cans with weird ring pulls and eating burgers. <laughs> and then uh, he took us to I think it was uh, Stansted or one of the airports around there when the American plane landed. It had the shuttle on the back of it. Oh, great! Landed in England. So there's a picture of me standing by a fence with my brother sitting on the fence with that in the background. So uh, there you go. That's my entire history. But we've, we both watch big jet TV with Jerry. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh. I first found that last year during the hurricane when planes were landing sideways. <laughs> They're grabbing. I'd say the skills the, to be a pilot, mate, skills to pay the bills. Honestly, people think that they just sit there and let a computer fly it, but honestly, trust me, they don't. Very, 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 very skilled profession, let me tell you that. There's like there's that airport where you have to come in like at a 90-degree angle, isn't there? Where yeah, some island somewhere. That's... Um... I can see 
can't, yeah, yeah, I can see yeah, it. I've got no idea. I can't remember the name of it. Have you tried landing there? No, I've done Kai Tak, though, in, um, in China. That's a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big arrow on the side of a cliff to tell you Same. which way to go. Yeah. <laughs> avoid cliff, go, go yeah. left. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, as everyone will know, that you've you've taken a sabbatical from podcasting with the same old Arsenal. Tell people what you've been up to, because if they follow you on Twitter, which is, uh, do you want to give them your Twitter in case, if there's anybody who doesn't know, they they should be in prison. But what's your Twitter? Uh, well, it was at Scotty Boy Guna, but I've changed it now. It's Craig Scott seventy nine at Craig Scott seventy nine. So you can come and follow me if you want. And you're always putting up little pictures of you walking to work. And he did a he did a live live video of you one day a couple of months ago, just showing your your journey to work. Yeah, what you're doing now? Yeah, so um, I'm a restaurant manager now, and um, I'm really really enjoying it. I have to say, uh, it's 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 a, you know it's the job I've been waiting for for many many years. And um, we won an award this week. We won best new restaurant in Ireland. So. We're all very chuffed. We're all thank you very much. We're all very chuffed. We're all very pleased. Um, and of course, now when things like that start coming along, that's when the hard work starts. So uh, you know, we've got to try and keep up the keep up the standards and um, and and go forward. But no, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, yeah, the podcasting thing was uh, some might say a rash decision, but a, a, a decision that I had to make for me. So I did. Um, I suppose the decision was made a little bit easier by, you know, Dan and uh, Dan and Lee having their own thing. Um, you know, Graham gone back to um, AFTV. Harry's got his own podcast. So it's not as if like me stopping same old Arsenal was going to leave them, you know, was going to leave them in the lurch. They've got their own little projects going on and I wish them all the best. They're a great bunch of lads. Um, yeah, you know, you hear stories about people falling out and this, that and the other not true not in not even in the slightest none of us have fallen out um, we're all still mates and I wish them all the best it's just that it's something for me personally um, I wasn't enjoying it anymore and uh, you know when you I'm a, I'm a great believer that if, if if you don't if you're not enjoying something anymore then it's you know it's best to get out of it whether that's anything in life you know work relationships podcasts you know, whatever it is you're doing, if you're losing the passion for it and you're losing interest in it, then that's the time, you know, it's the time to cut it free and, 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 and let it go, you know. But like I said the boys have got their own project, have got their own projects going on and, you know, they're going from strength to strength, all of them. So it's just something that I wanted to step away from. I understand that feeling because uh, podcasting can break you like with Jason and me falling out that was all the Emery stuff and just got too much and then at the end of last season we were doing a preview show the podcast then we were doing the post game show then we were doing a lone watch then we we're doing I did about 17 18 shows in one month and I was I got towards the end of it and no one else wanted to do any because it's just same stuff monotonous talking about the same old shit I mean yeah. it's not if it's the invincible days Oh, then maybe I'd have carried on. But now we're doing one podcast. Well, say one podcast a week. Uh, this Wednesday, it's a Thursday. It's Jeff, Lord Raj, who is an official lord now. So is Ellis. They've both bought a plot of land and they're now officially lords. So <laughs> uh, it's Lord Raj, who he refer, you have to call him my lord now. Jeff Arsenal and Craig and uh, Chris, at the beginning of a K. 
Um, that's on Thursday because then they're going to talk about the Wimbledon, Wimbledon game and the Burnley game. So I thought got a space here. Oh, uh, Craig is uh, asked see if Craig's available. Asked him last night. He said yes. I thought, well, there you go. Uh, we'll have a little, we'll have a little chit chat. So, but doing too many shows, it's just now is not the right time to be starting an Arsenal podcast and doing a dozen shows a week because quite well, frankly, it's shit. It depends if if you it depends if you if you've got time to sit and rant and rave in front of a in front of a camera, then you'll do very well because at the moment that seems to be the that seems to be the magic formula. Um, it does. So, like after yeah. the after the what game was it? After the Man City game, Chris said, "Let's do a pod." I went, oh, "I don't really want to talk about it." He said, "No, we we'll do one, and let's call it the Emergency Podcast." And Chris <laughs> had a big old rant during it because he really is passionate about it, and that's our biggest view of the of the season for for quite. That's our biggest watch since the uh, the FA Cup final, and I think that's at about nearly seven thousand views. Normally, we get two or three thousand, and I thought you fucking you rubber necking car crash loving scumbag because you only turn up when we're having a fucking moan <laughs> oh, look i mean look it, it's it's just it's it's a strange one at the moment i mean like the club the club and, and and what's going on around the club didn't really come into the decision um that i made to step away you know things are bad at the moment um we go back to you know we can go back to when we we last chatted then and we were speaking about Arteta and what has he got to do and this that and the other and I think we said that at the time I said that you know we're going to have to give him time and we're going to have to wait until that he's got his players in the squad and that the squad is you know formally his team well it is now because everyone in that team has either had their contracts extended by Mikhail Arteta or have been Ooh, signed good, that, that way you can include tyranny. That's good. Well, yeah. yeah. So that is a completely Mikhail Arteta's side now. Yes, we had a bad start to the season. Yes, we've had two bad performances, but we've gained six points. If they play bad and win 1-0 every week and win the league, yeah. what do we do? Do we celebrate winning the league? Didn't you tweet the other day we we're going to win the league? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I only put that out as a bit of bait because I was bored. It was Sunday afternoon. That's but unlike no, you. <laughs> no, no one took it, which was, I'm quite I'm quite disappointed about. I was, you know, rubbing my hands together when I pressed tweet. Yeah. But um, no, 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 no one, no one took the bait. Well, they probably know me too well, really, that they knew I was baiting. I did get a couple of DMs though with you know crying faces on the emotes. <laughs> they knew what I was up to, but um. If we yeah, if we win the league one nil and play bad, sorry, if we win all our games one nil and win the league and play bad, what do we do? Do we sit down and celebrate winning the league, or do we sit down and celebrate? Or sorry, do we sit down and well, we won the league, but you know it wasn't really great, was it? Doesn't but, count, does it? Rather no. than having a gold one, we should have a shitty brown one. Yeah, do you know? And, then, and and what upsets me the most is about the fan bases at the moment is that if we did go and win the league and we did win the rest of our games scrappy one nils. Instead of talking about winning the league, Arsenal media would all be about, oh, is it Arteta? Should you know? Should is it time for him to go? Should he step down now? And this, that, and the other. And, and you can just imagine it. That would be the conversation. You know, Mikhail, very lucky. Mikhail Arteta wins the league. Um, perhaps it's time for him to settle down now and get Conte in, who's going to come to Arsenal and transform us uh, with no budget. Uh, the same as you know, uh, what's his name was going to as well from Juventus. Um, People don't realise that 
you can sack Mikhail Arteta. You, you can sack Mikhail Arteta tomorrow. You can. But what does it change? It doesn't. It's not going to change much. New manager comes in. We get a bit of a bounce off of a new manager, and it's a merry-go-round. It happened when Emery came. Emery went on a twenty-game unbeaten run. Then it went all. Then it went sour. Arteta came. Some great results. Won the FA Cup, and we're all sitting there going, "Great." At last, looks like we've got our man. And then, as soon as the bad results start coming, oh, sack him, change it, change it, change it. With all these managers, people are suggesting it's just madness. Like Conte's not going to come to Arsenal with no money. No. Who's the other? Allegri is not going to come to Arsenal with no money. Well, he's gone back to Juventus, and they—they they were. Um, I think they won one and lost three until last yeah. night. Do you know? And, Get him out. Get Allegri out. He's lost three. And then you've got it's all people, over. You've got people calling for them kind of managers, and then you've got you know people suggesting, well, what about? I'm not. You know, I'm not suggesting they do become manager of Arsenal, but I'm. You know, you've got people like Brendan. Oh, I don't want Brendan Rodgers. I don't want Brendan Rodgers. He, he's not the name we want. I don't want a name. I just want a man that can make us play football. And Brendan Rodgers can certainly make a team play football. And, and look at Leicester. You know, they're in the Champions League. Um, what what does it matter about what the manager's name is? Do you know, with our I think with Arsenal fans, me included, very reactionary, very knee jerky. Um, I think we just need to calm down a bit. You know, beat Burnley. That's you know that's a, that's a team we normally struggle to beat or break down, especially at their place. We beat them one 0 I thought we defended really well. I think Ramsdale's made a massive difference at the back. He's already you know. There's already bros, uh, bromances forming there. You can mm -hmm. see between him and Tierney, him and Gabriel. Gabriel protecting him when he went down. You know, so. I know. But, but again, you go back. When I go back to go back to being reactionary. When Aaron Ramsdale signed for us, God, the the reaction to him signing was I just couldn't believe what I was reading and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But that boy brought his granddad's ashes to his contract signing. I mean, if that doesn't tell you what kind of man he is, and and what and and to show that he 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 knows what a massive opportunity he's being presented with, you know, signing for Arsenal. And and if you ask me, he's taking it with both hands. He's much more assured than Leno. He's he's much more assured than Leno. He's much more commanding than Leno. I think he's 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 definitely got more agility than Leno. He's pulled off some marvellous saves already. Um, and he's a shouter. Exactly. Love it. Well, you're an ex-goalkeeper. You're well, part you of the union. If you're a goalkeeper and you don't shout, then you might as well give up. Were you a good shouter? I, I imagine you were. I was a very good shouter. Still am. <laughs> See, talking about the, the Ramsdale thing, if people go back and look at my tweets, I delete my tweets every six months so I don't end up in prison. The uh, I was complaining. I, first of all, I was uh, I was Twitter baiting by putting he got relegated with Sheffield United and Bournemouth, and then when one of the clubs he got, I think he's on loan at Wimbledon, maybe I think that was one AFC Wimbledon, and then he finished one one goal difference above getting relegated. Now, that was just me teasing people. But then I was generally moaning about signing him because I wanted it in this order. An, an attacking midfielder. Then I wanted a a, a a new right back and then a goalkeeper. I didn't care 
how much you spend on any of them or who they were, but it had to be in that order. So I was moaning, moaning, moaning about buying him. The moment Odegaard, I went, well, I don't care about how much we paid for, uh, for Ramsdale. It doesn't matter anymore. But what yeah. I didn't want to happen, I mean, who'd have thought we'd have gone and spent 140 million quid being the team that spends the most amount of money on players' transfers in the entire bloody world? We mm. wouldn't have thought that at the end of last season. Absolutely not. But I think I think with the spending, that I think he... I, I, uh, and I think he spent well, Dan. I mean, a lot of people very, very well. A lot of people say, "Oh, Ben White's rubbish. He's the new Mustafi and all that." Someone called him the Seaside Mustafi. Seaside Mustafi, <laughs> which is actually quite um, it's, it's quite good. That's uh, brilliant. Like you've got, a, he's coming. In, like he's a massive step up from Brighton, right? He's gone from Leeds to Brighton, Brighton to Arsenal. It's a huge step up for Ramsdale. It's a huge step up for um, uh, Ben White. You know, for for Sambi, for for Tavares, for for um, Tommy uh, Eshoo. Tommy Eshoo, yeah. You know, it's massive step ups for these players. So we've got to give them time to bed in um, at Arsenal. You know, people are saying, "Oh, get Premier League proven players." You know, they should be allowed to play in the Premier League. That you know, they, they shouldn't need time to settle. Well, of course, they do. They need time to settle into the Arsenal way. They need time to settle uh, being. At Arsenal, the culture around the club, what it means to be, you know, what it means to be an Arsenal player. You know, you've got to be taught to hate Tottenham. You, you know, there's all these, all these things, you, you know, you just don't sign a player and he turns up and he starts doing the business. Which Ramsdale has, though. You're very lucky if if they do. But three I'm games, sure. three clean sheets. Well, Ramsdale... You know, I got, quite, I got asked a question the other day. Do you think it's Ramsdale's... Um, would Ramsdale's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, presence, huh. Ramsdale's presence to the defense when they're playing that they're more confident because they know that they've got a goalkeeper like Aaron Ramsdale behind them that will guide them and shout them and you know tell a man on or you know this, that, and the other. So I think that's got a lot to do with it. I really do. I'm really, I'm, I'm actually. Quite impressed by is it Travares as well, the left back? Um, yeah, you know, he looks you know someone who can definitely develop into into a good player. The Laconga lad in the middle, well, I think how much did we pay for him? Something stupid, 15, about 15 million. But he was he was Anderlet captain at 21, yeah, and made his Belgium debut a couple of weeks ago. You know, how many people buy a you know a Belgian international for 15 million? The look. I'm not happy about where we are in the league, Dan, and I'm not, you know, and I'm pretty sure 99% of, of all Arsenal fans are not happy. Are not happy about where we are in the league? But when people said that they couldn't see, you know, I don't, I hate to bring up the word, but when they said that they couldn't see a process, you can now see what he's trying to do. And if you can't, you're lying. People going, oh, I can't see it. I can't see it. Well then, you're lying because everyone can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to bring in young, hungry, international players that he can work with and that he can you know he can work with over time um, to bring them through together. I mean, he has the bones of a very good squad there. And I always say, I've been saying recently that if he fails, the next manager is going to come in and go, "Oh, I like these." Yeah, exactly. Mold each and every one of them. Yeah, and there's not a player there that people are saying, you know, that they're not first teamers. Well, they are. They are first teamers because if he thinks, if if Mikhail Oteta thinks that they're they're good enough and that he wants them, then we have to sit back and say, right, okay, then you know, 
we we're going to have to trust him or at least give him a chance with these players. You know, we can't keep banging the Arteta out drum. We've got now got to see what he can do with these players. And if we come, you know, January, February, and we're wallowing down again, 15th, 16th, then we have this conversation again, and it's probably different. Yeah, I did. I've got my pinned tweet saying 10 games and he'll be fired. I don't And then when people ask me, I say, he's not getting fired. He's not getting fired this season. They don't, you don't, you don't go and spend 100, give a manager 140 million and go, 10 games, uh, yeah, you're fired. Go and get out. And then start, exactly. there's only one club. Actually, there's only two clubs in history, in the modern history, that regularly get rid of their managers and have success. Chelsea and Juventus. And there's no, there's no, uh, um, coincidence that Chelsea have got infinite money. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Chelsea at one point paying five managers because they keep sacking them and having to pay their wages. Well, they paid off, yeah, compensation for five managers, yeah. Mm. And then with yeah. Juventus, they're the best team in Serie A. So, of course, you could let you could get your, your granny could come in there and um, and manage them and have a half-decent season. I mean, like, so they, well, I've, I've kind of forgotten what I was, forgotten what I was going to say. Now. Right managers? Or yeah. sacking Arteta. Sacking Arteta. I mean, it's not going to. What does it do? I, I, you know, I don't... puts us back to square one, is what it. No, oh, minus square one. Then you've got. Then another manager's got to come in, and another manager's got to put his his stamp on the team, um, and stuff like that. That's what I was going to say. The money, Dan. Like we're never going to be able to compete with these Manchester Cities, the Chelseas, the the Liverpools. You know, even Spurs at the moment. You no, know, Spurs could go out and you know buy. Basically, anyone they wanted, Levy will give the money up. Yeah, um, they get a loan from the government, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I like to. I like you know. We're all go on about how we want to do it the Arsenal way and this, that, and the other. Well, he's doing it. He's doing it the way that we we all pride ourselves on that we're doing it properly. We're not doing it about money, and we're doing it with young players. So I just say sit back and relax for another six months at least before um, we we start banging drums again. I think if you if you were now if this was um, May 2022 <clears throat> and we look back at the past season we go uh, we lost to Man City and Chelsea in the league you go so it's just the fact they were back to back in game two and game three yeah. everyone's shit in the bed and going oh this isn't good enough the Brentford loss that's that was the only bad result we've had this season. Do you know what I say about the Brentford loss? And it's not an excuse because we were poor that night. Okay? Mm. We were very, very poor and didn't look like we were ready. Um, and, it, and it showed on the pitch. But, I, you know, when you take a step back and I look at it like this, we were playing Brentford, right? Their first ever game in the Premier League, their first ever game in their new stadium and the first game of their Premier League lives was against the Arsenal at home. How many times have you seen it happen when newly promoted clubs come up and they take a scalp on day one? There was, there was always a new club that is right up the top of the league before Christmas and then they yeah. end up... Everyone's buzzing. You know, everyone's buzzing. The players are buzzing. They're Premier League footballers. They've all got new cars, new wives, you know, new contracts. <laughs> new boobs. <laughs> yeah, new boobs. Um, so, like, I, I've been in grounds at, at times like that. You know, I mean, when I used to go and watch Ipswich, the first, the first Premier League game... Portman Road was against Aston Villa, um, one all draw. But um, the, the, the Portman Road was, you know, it was it was electric. First game in the Premier League, a big club coming down. Aston Villa, Ron Atkinson, manager. You know, the Villa team full of stars. Daly and Atkinson, 
Tony Daly, you know, I'm going back, you know. Mark Bosnich. Yeah, Mark Bosnich, I'm going back 92 Paul now. McGrath. Paul McGrath, was he there? Playing from then, I think, yeah. What a player he was. The team of, of, of superstars, you know. Um, well, it was, well, it was to Ipswich fans because, yeah. you know, they, they were lucky. <laughs> they won Division 2, they would have been promoted to Division 1. But because Division 1 was became the Premier League, they went from Division 2 straight to the Premier League. Mm. Um, you look like a Wikipedia on some road. How did they jump two divisions? Yeah, yeah. And then Division 2 became the Championship. So that's, that's, that's how then Division 4 was gone, um, if you like. But yeah, well, you've got atmospheres and the situations have got a lot to do with it. I'm not making any excuses because, like I said, Arsenal were poor that night. But The belief they have in their manager is fantastic. Yeah. That was magnificent to see the way he's cheered the crowd are cheering him on and he's going around the crowd after and and he's shouting at the players and oh that was that was real glory stuff. They hadn't been in the Premier League or the top division since I think for seventy four years or nineteen no, wouldn't have been nineteen seventy four. I think it was seventy years since they were last yeah. in the top league. And I like I, I do love to see a new team get promoted from the championship that haven't been in the top league. I don't want to see West Brom and, yeah. and all these other teams bouncing up and down the whole time. That's that. You need to share the money. Teams yeah. need to come through, and we need to see some more of that. So, Absolutely. Uh, Mate, I agree with you. But look, they they were better than us on the night, and that's at the end of the day. That's that's what win your game. Oh, we had up front Balogun yeah. and Martinelli. Yeah, yeah. And again, two players who everyone's been screaming for. <laughs> oh, we got to play Martinelli. Why doesn't the manager doesn't like Martinelli? Doesn't like him. But, oh, we got to play Balogun. We got to play Balogun. Two of them are up front, and they do absolutely nothing. So. And then they go, Balogun goes back to the under-23s, hat-trick against Man United the other week, two goals yesterday. Yeah. And so he's he's too good for one and not good enough for the other. So yeah. you'd be thinking, yeah. Arsenal have a lone manager who needs to be fired. I need yes. to be the lone manager. And he, to go, he needs to go to an attacking Premier, um, the championship side. It will toughen him up. Also, they've got that young bloke we got from, I can't remember what team we bought, got him from, Beer, Fulham, Beerith. Or but by oh, Eric. Yes. Seventeen. He looks like a, a monster. Mm. And he scored a hat trick yesterday as we beat someone, I think we beat someone six two. Yeah, it was Chelsea, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. And beat Man United the week before that. That's another good yeah. after. We've had terrible luck with the under twenty threes in recent years because mm. they're all playing for the first team. What do you think about Saka and Smith Rowe and a slow start to the season? I think it's pressure then, really. I there's, there's massive pressure on, 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 you know, on very young shoulders. Saka's had a great Euros, in my opinion. Um, played very well for England. Smith Rose had a disappointing under twenty one Euros. I think they went out in the group stages, didn't they? So pressure has a lot to do with it. You know, the players are not silly. They read the papers. They've got social media. They can, you know, they can see what's being said um, and, and what's happening around them. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about it. They're two fantastic players that I'm sure are going to shine through. You know, I mean, very young still. Very, very young. Still got a lot to learn. Um, but they will be two very fine players who I think will, you know, will be main main players for us in the future. Yeah, we just don't want to, we want to make sure that there's not too much pressure on them, which is why Arteta has been at and got uh, Odegaard. Because that's yeah. Smith Rowe's kind of position. 
Yeah. And so that's, that's him covered. He's not going to be playing every single game. And we've kept Pepe and Abam Young's playing out on the wide. And we've seen the, the, they've got some other, like he's brought um, Nelson. No, not, not Reese Nelson's got a fan order. Maitland Niles is back in, yeah. in the middle. And so some, but people won't give Arteta credit for any of that lot, which is, I love to have a moan and I'll moan, but just as quickly, I'll go, that's really good. Yeah. How he's reintegrated somebody's yeah. Halen boys, because that's what they are. Exactly. When we got that young lad, I think looks like he's going to make his debut against Wimbledon um, on Wednesday night. Is it oh, Pat- John Patino? Patino, yeah. Um, he's different wa- gravy. I was apparently. watching. I was. I was watching. You know, I, I know YouTube only shows the good bits, but I was watching. <laughs> I was watching him on YouTube. And seems a very assured player. Lovely on the ball. Um, Does quick decision making. You know, got a trick in him. It's got a pass. So, you know, everyone's raving on about him. But I think as Arsenal fans, because we expect so much in such little time, the pressure can, you know, the, the, the pressure can mount on these players. And, and that goes for Saka and uh, Smith Rowe as well. True, it does. Um, you're looking at some of the other new players, I watched a, a YouTube video of Tommy Ashu's um, highlights for Bologna. Yeah. And I thought, bloody hell, six foot two. The last time we had a six foot two right back, I think was Viv Anderson, who was oh. a magnificent player, very underrated. But then we see Tommy Ashu come storming in, scissors the ball away from people, loves the last minute slide tackle, good in the air, loves to have a shot. And then he makes his debut, and that that in more, that will be forever frozen into my mind. That him jumping up in the air, doing a scissor kick, having a shot at goal. Yeah, two magnificent games for him. He's been really, really solid. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, look again. We we can all have, you you hit the nail on the head. What you just said. I've ne- I haven't seen anyone give Arteta any credit for that. For, for you know for bringing him in. But, yeah. yeah. So what he costs again, and uh, you know, cheapest sixteen. This is what we want, isn't it? This is what we've been crying out for. We've been crying out for players. I don't want players that cost £100 million and are not going to give everything. What like I Chelsea want... do with all their centre-backs and full-backs. Yeah. And Man City, I mean, we've spent £60 million. Nathan Ake, did he go to Man City? £40, yeah. £50 million? Does he even play? No. <laughs> not even on the bench, I don't think, the last couple of games. But this is what I want to see. I want to see those £15 million players coming in and playing for the shirt. And, and, and being proud to come and play for Arsenal. And it's just not a big, you know, it's just not a big contract thing. Um, you know, for the for the last few years now, we've had, you know, we've been like a retirement home. Players are coming to come, players are coming to play for us for their last contract. It's like we're the, we're, we're the MLS team in the Premier League. <laughs> big, big That's contract. so true. You know, <laughs> Oh, come come and play for Arsenal. We'll give you 150 grand a week, even though you're 30, even though you're 39. No problem. <laughs> uh, so looking at the um there was that thing, wasn't there? That this isn't this is bullshit because Arteta's never gonna say it that that um Leno would be back for the, the Spurs game. He's just resting him for a couple of games. That's nonsense. But what do you think is gonna happen if We've already seen that um, that in central midfield, Lukonga's looked really good next to Party, and they look like a solid pairing. Yeah. And we've already seen that Ramsdale should already be our number one. And if he comes to the Spurs game and he puts um, Leno back in, and then the game after that, if Xhaka comes straight yeah. back in, this, would he be stupid to do that? Of course he would. Of course he would. He's got to stick with... He, he, Anyone knows in any form of management, it doesn't make it can be football management, can be restaurant management, can be 
like if I if I've got a team, you know, if I've got a team of servers and three of them are great, and two, you know, like three of them are great, and I, and then all of a sudden the next shift, then I, I pull two out and I will put, you know, two people coming from the outside. It's not going to work as well, is it? Um, because you, you 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 you've changed things up. If Arteta goes into that Spurs game and changes things, he's mad. He needs to keep it as it is. He needs to keep the same players um, that are playing in the positions they are. You know, for even for the first forty-five minutes, anyway. You know, they're starting to get a bit of they're starting to get a bit of um, what's the word? Cohesion is that the word? Um, yeah, a bit of yeah, a bit. Yeah, you know, they're, each other. they're defending really well. Um, we've we've scraped two nil. We've scraped two one nil wins. We've got six points. And as we all know, beating Spurs is um, is is a is something that we want to happen. You know, I mean, if I've always said that, you know, if we get relegated, as long as Spurs were below us, I wouldn't care. Do you know, um, it's the game we want to win. You know, it's the game we want to win for the bragging rights. You know, um, and when the fixture list comes out, that's the first two games I look for: Spurs at home and Spurs away. Yeah, and what games on my birthday? Yeah, same tenth of October. Yeah. Um, yeah, just looking at these, so we, we've uh, we've had back to back one nil wins, back to back clean sheets. Um, Wimbledon, who are you putting in goal for Wimbledon? I would go with. I mean, I, I think I think Carter is going to go for a very very young side. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, is it Anua 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 the 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 third the third the third uh, team goalkeeper. He played in a few friendlies. Oh, I'll call him Arthur. Arthur, Conway, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So Arthur, um, I think we might see him in goal. Um, and if we're if we're led to believe, you know, what what the papers are saying, it's going to be a very young side. Um, I think he would be mad to to play some important players in that game, especially with the derby coming up. Um, I think he would be mad to to uh, to to play, you know, established players. You know, everyone knows the established players I'm talking about. He, I don't think we'll see many first teamers playing against Wimbledon, um, to be honest. But looking at the a lot of fringe players, Maitland Niles, Martinelli perhaps, Balogun perhaps. Um who else who else would be there? Rob Holding, Callum Chambers, Tavares probably at left back. Yeah, perhaps perhaps Lukonga, I don't know. Um Would you play Balogun up front or would you go Lacazette? That's a it's good a bit question. of an insult for Lacazette though, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Game time. Do you want to keep him for the Spurs game, or do you know? Do you want to? Yeah. Could he come off the bench and make an impact against Tottenham if we need him to? He probably could. He, he loves think... he loves a goal against Spurs, doesn't he? And he loves a game against Spurs. Um, so He's still one of my favourite players at the club. But looking at Wimbledon, they are seventh in the in League One, which is the third tier of of, of English football. Played eight, won three, drawn three, lost two, scored fifteen, conceded thirteen. Yeah, There's going to be goals tomorrow night. Um, it's a, a Wednesday night. It's going to be goals, isn't there? So I'd like to see, I'd like to see Balogun, Martinelli, um, maybe Maitland Niles, like you were saying. Just, just all the all the young players, because then realistically, if we can go and beat a West Brom side, was it six nil? A yeah. decent West Brom side with, with decent young players, because there was hardly any first team players. Then Wimbledon is going to be no problem, is it? Go and send the kids out. Go, go and bang. Go and smash them eight nil. You'd hope Wimbledon won't be a problem, but as we know, um, you know, in the words of the great Jimmy Greaves, it's, it's a funny old game, isn't it? So, 
he's got to be cautious. I mean, because if he loses to Wimbledon, it doesn't matter who's on the pitch. It's another, it's another stick to beat him with, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we won't lose to. Oh, I forgot. I meant to open the show was saying about um, the bloke from Only Fools and Horses that he passed away, oh, Arsenal fan. Yeah. What's Where his name? John John Chalice, I think it is. Oh, that's it. Yes, yeah. John Chalice and yeah, Jimmy Greaves right. passing away yesterday as well. You can. He's he's a Spurs legend and uh, Chelsea and AC Milan and the mighty Barnet and, and a couple of other non-league teams. But uh, growing up, Saint and Greavesy was oh. was the Sky Sports News of yeah. the Saturday afternoon loved and absolutely loved it. And they're both gone in the same year, which is mm -hmm. and I saw some pictures of Jimmy Greaves and it's oh he's all slumped over and he's looking old and knackered and you think that bloke has had such a magnificent life and he gave up drinking when he was about thirty three. So people always referred to him as a drunk. When he went to play for Barnet in nineteen seventy nine, I think it was, I was reading his Wikipedia, he'd yeah. he'd been sober ever since. So I mean so he'd been sober for 40 odd years yeah. so you can't really throw the alcoholic great thing in. it's so great. sad great player as well fantastic footballer fantastic yeah and anyone yeah. who you know rivalry goes out the window and things like that happened you know i mean he was a he was a, he, he wasn't you know he wasn't just a spurs legend he, he you know he was a legend everywhere he went and a lot of people like me and you you know grew up watching you know that saints and greavesy was probably my first ever thing to do that I ever watched to do with football, yeah. you know? So, you know, if it weren't for the, you know, they're iconic men, Ian St. John and Greavesy in, in the in the world of football in England and especially in the world of TV um, in, in football. I mean, a lot of us, like I said, a lot of us grew up watching that on a Saturday, or Saturday morning. Um, was it on during Grandstand, wasn't it? Or just before Grandstand or just after Grandstand? Just it was on ITV. I can't remember what time. I know it was on ITV though, but I remember during the 1986 World Cup, that they were interviewing players. I think it was Jimmy Greaves and him that were interviewing players and players were trying to get as many Phil Collins songs, song titles in oh, during yeah. the interview. So just, just little things like that. But, well, a hell of a yeah, life. Really, it was there. puppets as well, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw a picture yeah. of that yeah. with them, that both of them and they had their, their puppets over their shoulders. But then um, also John Chalice, if you're not, if yesterday wasn't a good day to be on Twitter, if you're not a, an only fools and horses fan, uh, take it you like it. Oh, one of the best. If it's probably the best ever sitcom comedy show ever made, if you ask me. Yeah. You can, and why I call it the best is because you can watch every single one back to back and then go, do you know yeah. what? I'm going to watch them all again. And, and there's, could... there's different parts in every single one that you watch that you, you didn't notice the first mm. time. And it's just belly laugh, you know, it's belly laugh all the way through. The writer, you know, and, and him, you know, I, that iconic, you know, that iconic laugh and great actor, great character um, and a massive, massive Arsenal fan. Yeah. Arsenal fan. So, yeah, very sad. Um, obviously, very sad that he passes away and he's, he'd be a big loss. And, you know, thoughts and, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family and stuff. I remember when we did the Steve's Board Collective, the, the girls had one, a podcast called um, The Guna Girls, I think it was, possibly, and they had him on. And they said that the show took a hell of a lot of editing because he, he, he loved a swear word. Yeah. <laughs> and back then, Steve didn't like us uh, swearing too much. And they said, yeah, it took a lot of editing, but he was a wonderful guest and a lovely bloke. And I heard on the radio, I was listening to uh, talk radio earlier today, and Ian Collins was saying, 
that there was a young um, West Ham supporting kid who was had can terminal cancer, and he got two videos from famous people. One was from uh, Ray Winston, or an Arsenal, a West Ham fan, and the other one was from John Chalice, who's uh, yeah. an Arsenal fan. And you think that's that's lovely? It is. It is. There's good people. There is good people out there. There is some good people out there. Yeah, there is indeed. Um, so, how do you think the rest of the season's going to go? And do you think we all know? I call it doing a pep. When you get to the Champions League final, you go, nah, I don't need a striker. I'll reinvent football. Arteta oh, has done too much of that. And he's just leaving things alone at the moment and it's Absolutely. working. Absolutely. Do you think do you think he's gonna go full pep again and and muck around with it all? Or do... I hope not. You know, it's like the old saying, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Fix don't try and fix it if it's not broken. And at the moment, we're not broken. You know, we've you know, people can say, Oh, but we're rubbish, we're rubbish, you know, and you you know the people who are going to say that, and are we all talking rubbish? And uh, the clubs in the clubs in the mess sits in because you because of people like you. Like if he starts changing things, he'd be mad, in my opinion. He only needs to he only needs to change things if you know tra a travesty happens, like you know that we get spanked by Spurs or something. At the moment, what I've seen in the last two games is although we you know although we haven't. We haven't played like the Arsenal, you know, that people want us to see us pinging the ball backwards and forwards and 30 pass, 30 pass, 30 pass moves that end in back heel, back flip, diving header goals. We're not used to that. We're not, you know, we haven't seen that for a long, long time. But the thing is, we're winning games. We're winning them ugly and, and we're defending very well. So to change things would be, to change things for him would be a massive risk. And I, I don't think he should. I think we should see the same team. Um, that finished or started Burnley should start the should definitely start the Spurs game. I mean, I watched I watched Spurs yesterday. Huh? Uh, yeah, huh? uh, they ain't that good. Harry Kane, who? <laughs> they really are average, right? And and they're about as average as us at the moment. All right, they're they're higher than us in the league, but they're nothing special. Harry Kane, I've never seen a footballer look so disinterested at playing football in my life. I watched yeah. him, he's just got no interest, no interest whatsoever. Does not want to be at Spurs. Now I've said that, he'll probably bang a hat-trick, but <laughs> you, you can see it in his body language. He's just not, he's just not bothered. He is, he is, he has got problems inside of him with, with Spurs because, you know, we hear that he had a gentleman's agreement that um, he was going to leave Spurs at the end of the season. He was going to join Manchester City. That didn't happen. They splashed a hundred million. Levy. You know, they've, they've splashed a hundred million on Jack Grealish instead. Looks like that might turn out to be a wonderful signing um, for Manchester City. I do like Jack Grealish. I think he's a fabulous footballer. Um, he's, he's, he's a luxury player that you can only really yeah. have one at a club. Just coming into his prime, 26, 20, what's he, 26 years old. Yeah. You know, two yeah. more years until he's going to be in his prime, do you know? Um, so a fantastic. And people say hundred million, hundred million for a player like Jack Grealish at twenty six years old. I, I don't think that's a lot to pay, to be honest with you. Not something I'd like us to do. No, it's well. I mean, it, unless it was on a player like him, you know. I mean, I wouldn't have minded Arsenal spending a hundred million on a player like Jack Grealish. You know, he'd he get kicked. He'd be kicked to death at Arsenal, and the referees would do nothing. Where Man yeah. City, he would be protected by his players and and yeah. by the the referees. Yeah, well, so, you know, I still wouldn't mind. I still wouldn't mind Arsenal spending hundred million on, on on Jack Grealish. Uh, so yeah, season going forward, I, I think that um, 
I think we'll be all right, Dan, and I think we'll be up. I, I think we'll be up there. I think we'll be up there for a. I reckon we'll be we'll, we'll be firing it out for a sixth or a fifth place finish. I reckon. I think the top four still out of grasp. Um, there's a lot, yeah. you know, there's a lot that that top four. We're miles away from them. We're miles away from them. Manchester City, Liverpool, um, Man United, and I mean Chelsea. I mean they would be my, you know, my top four. But then you've got, you know, you've got teams like Leicester. They're going to be in there. You know, you've got teams like if if, Moyle, if David Moyles has another good season, West Ham are going to are going to be up there. You know, teams like Brentford. Look at Brentford. You know, I mean, do we expect them to last? Do we expect them to stay up there? Who knows? Who knows? We thought. Were you one that said you'll be you'll be glad to have a season without any European football? Because you look at Spurs lost in the league, then they I think they won in Europe, and then they lost in the league. Leicester lost in the league, drew in Europe, lost in the league. Yeah, it's going to be. I think we're already showing the positive positive signs of not having to play uh, three games a week at the moment. Exactly. I mean, look what happens. At, how many how many games did we lose in the Premier League after coming back from Europe? Loads. It was a thing, wasn't it, for for the last twenty years? Exactly. You used to look at the fixture list. Oh shit! Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, you know, who are we playing after we've played bloody Ludogrets? Oh look, we've got Man United. Oh well, we lost that one because we never win a game when we come back from you know when we come back from Europe. So I'm not happy that we're. It's not that I'm happy we're out of Europe. It's just that. I think when you're, because let's be, you know, I, I want to be honest with myself and say that, you know, going into the Europa League, would we win the Europa League? Probably not. We're not going to win the Champions League. Um, if money is the only thing that you're interested in, then going into a competition, then you probably shouldn't be in it. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Look, we're, we're not good enough to win Champions Leagues. We're not good enough to win Europa Leagues. That's been proven. Um, oh, I wouldn't say not good enough for the Europa League, not lucky enough, not well managed enough. I think we got the team. If we had a decent manager to win the Europa League, we with a little bit of luck. But I mean, to get to one final and two semi-finals in in four seasons, was it? Oh, yeah, but I mean, you know, what, what do you get, Dan? You don't get nothing for losing in the semi-final, and you, you know, you get nothing for losing True. a final. So, yeah, to me, you know, when I watch football, it's to win. You know. <laughs> We've been so lucky with what we've seen. Yeah, um, spoiled. Arsenal, like we have been spoiled, and I've said this so many times, and I'll say it again, and I and I, I really believe it's true. Although winning the league unbeaten was great, you know, it was, you know, no one's probably going to see that again. I don't think, not in our lifetime, anyway. Winning a winning a division unbeaten, great, mm. you know. To be an Arsenal fan during that time was was great. You know, you could go to work and you know, just it's just it's just, and it's not only that. During that period, you would you'd sit down on a Saturday afternoon and you'd think to yourself, "How many are we going to win this by?" It's not, yeah. "Are we going to win?" It's, "How many are we going to win this by?" And that feeling as a football supporter is, you know, no stress, no anxiety. You're looking forward to every game. Plus but Spurs was shit, and we they I think exactly. twenty games in a row they didn't win. Yeah, you know we always used to beat them, and it was you know quite boring and this that and the other. But the flip side of that is the expectancy. Yeah, we go and win the league unbeaten, and all of a sudden the whole fan base is expecting to gets heavy. Yeah, you know it gets more. It, it becomes it becomes more than just supporting Arsenal. You know. 
just supporting Arsenal is, will always be good enough for me. But this higher expectancy, this this thing of we should or we have to, that's not football. You know, we've no God-given right to be up the top of divisions. We've we've no God-given right to to for this player to come and play for us. You know, people are saying, oh, we could we could have signed him, we could have signed, we could have signed him. There's obviously reasons why we haven't signed them, and there's obviously you know, and the players have their reasons as well. At the moment, I don't think Arsenal is a very attractive proposition for any top player um, in Europe. We're not in Europe. We're we're under we're under new guidance of a new manager. We're we're at the wrong end of the league. You know, we're not a good proposition for 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 any top players at the moment. So I. I kind of lost my train of thought now. Um, it's just something that we've got to. We've we've just got to sit down and we've 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 just got to sit back and 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 question what it is we're actually doing here. Are we? It's like Dennis Bergkamp said. You know, do you support a team because you love them, or do you support a team just because they win trophies? And and for me, I support Arsenal because I love them. You know, I'll, I'll support Arsenal if we're. Wherever we are, whatever league we're in, I'll always be an Arsenal supporter. But then, I, winning the league unbeaten, and then, and then this this social media generation, you know, of what we're doing now, and, and other people, the expectancy levels of prison, and it's just not, it's, it's it's just not good. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. I really do. It's very true. Um, just. Talking about how football can change, you look back at two weeks ago, Spurs were nine points ahead of us. Mm. They were on plus three with our minus seven. So they were 10 goal difference ahead of us. We beat them 2-0 on at the weekend. We go ahead, ahead of them in the league. So it's, it's amazing. Go on. It's, it's, a great, you know, it's a great thing what you just said there about how it can change. Football can change on a whim. Especially so, so early in the season. Exactly. League table means nothing until after about what five games. Of course, I've got, I mean, we beat Spurs. Look, we beat Spurs at the weekend, and we go above them. We'll be buzzing for the will. We will beat them. We do too. I, I, yeah. I, I do too. I think we've got. Although we, I think although we, Spurs are, are very average at the moment, and we're very ag- average at the moment. I think we've got the hungrier players, Dan. That makes yeah. a massive, massive difference. Um, we've got. Right. We've got the hungrier players. We've got players there that are keen to impress and that are keen to, you know, put their stamp on the team and that are keen to to win their places and, and be a permanent fixture in, in the side, you know. So I think that's going to be the difference. Um, a lot of them, you know, first North London derby, there's going to be a lot of nerves in, in that dressing room, I would imagine. But then that's when, you you know, you kind of hope that you call upon your captain and you call upon your experienced players to... You know, all this week, explain what this derby means, not just to them, but to you know, to to the millions and millions of Arsenal fans um, worldwide. You know, this is the game that you've got to win. You know, you have to win this game, whether Spurs are top and we're bottom. You know, even going back through the years, you know, when 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 Spurs were you know bottom half club, you know, that was the game they always got up for. You know, Arsenal at home or Arsenal away was always the game that they didn't have no problem getting up for. So, I'm pretty sure that they've been they've been taught and and they know what it means uh, to to people like me and you and of course everyone else that supports Arsenal all over the world. It's the game you've got to win. 
Um, and I, like I said, because we've got the hungrier players, I think we will beat them, mate. I really do. So do I. It's been like George Graham always used to say, you start building your team from the back. And that's what we've done. And I don't know at what point in the last three games with Ramsdale in goal that I haven't started to have heart palpitations whenever they get whenever you pass the ball back to the keeper. Because he used to be a midfielder, didn't he? And I'm watching the game yesterday and I'm thinking, I'm not panicking. I'm not thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? He's going to give the ball away. They're going to pressurise him. He's going to do a stupid... I'm just thinking, Ramsdale's got this. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll, he'll pass it out when he needs to. And when you've got a ball playing centre-back like um, the Seaside Mustafi there, yeah. and you know when he gets the ball, he's going to do a decent, like Luis did. He's going to do a decent yeah. pass out, as long as he doesn't do too many pass backs. Yeah, yeah. And then and then looking at Spurs, I'm just looking in there. Like, they, uh, they drew in. So they lost in the league, drew in Europe, lost in the league. So they've conceded eight goals in their last two games. And in the Premier League, they, they have only scored one in their last three. And then they must be looking at coming to our place. We've got an easy midweek home game against Wimbledon that we can play the kids with. So yep. we don't have to worry about that. And then they're going to look at that. They're going to go, that Ramsdale's looking good. Those those defenders, Tyranny, has been a bit quiet, but he can. He, he's going to get forward. And then um, Tommy Ashu, he's, he's another one who's going to get forward. And you're not going to, not going to muck around with him because he's going, to, he's going to give you a slap. He's a huge, like, big old unit. And then you've got the creative ones in midfield. Bamyang looks almost like he, he's up for it again. Yeah. And if you're a Spurs fan, you're going to be looking at thinking, shit, this yeah. isn't going to well, be... Would, yeah. yeah, Kane out of form, the new yeah. manager struggling, Lloris letting in goals left, right and centre, yeah. and their new right back. Everyone's going, oh, we should have bought that Emerson Royal. He's, he's had a bloody nightmare, hasn't he? He's had a nightmare yesterday, and so was... Um, what's his name? I mean, Eric Dyer in the middle. I mean, a Bamyang could be all over that. I mean, you know... Not and, and not just a Bamiyang, you know, Odegaard, if he plays, yeah. you know, Saka needs to run at him, Pepe needs to run at him. He's useless, the bloke. Do you know? So everything is pointing every everything is pointing to our advantage. But again, Dan, as you know, it's the North London Bay, you know, anything can happen, form book goes out the window, you know, so who knows? I I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be a good game. I'll be rushing home from work um on Sunday to put it on. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we got AJ the night before, haven't we? And then um, the, the North London derby on the Sunday. What a weekend! Busy weekend. So you're hopeful. If you had to put it up towards to, um, coming up to, to Christmas, just looking at our fixtures in the Premier League, we got Spurs, which I think is going to be all right. Away to Brighton, that's going to be maybe a tough one because um, we always go there and they've got a decent manager and a decent team. They've got Basuma and our Josh was saying that they've got a new young player who uh, I think maybe a set, I can't remember what position he played in. And then we've got the Arsenal, <laughs> we've got Crystal Palace at home the week after that. Last week, Arsenal fans are going, oh, uh, we beat, he beat Spurs 3-0, we should have got uh, Vieira this week. Oh, he lost 3-0 away at Liverpool, we don't want him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that, that that's the fan base all over, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Scream out, scream, oh, we want change, we want change, we want new players. Here you go, there's some new players. No, not them ones, they don't cost enough. You know that that kind of that kind of nonsense going on, you know. So I'm happy with what Arteta's done. I'm a, I'm happy with the transfer window. I'm happy with the players that he's brought in. Now it's our, now we have to sit down and do our jobs as supporters and support them. And like I said, six months time we'll have this conversation again and we'll see where we are. Hopefully, doing well. But for most of last season, it was we're not creating chances. We, we were just and then against Norwich, we create thirty chances. Yeah. 30, get 30 shots on goal. Yeah. So it's part of the process. 
First of all, you get the right players. Then you start playing better football. Aubameyang looks more interested. Odegaard looks sublime with everything that he does. And then we're creating more chances. Then the goals will start to come. We're, I think we're just getting better as a team. I know the Arsenal fan base, aren't, most of them aren't going to want to hear this. They want to hear, that's it. Everyone needs to be yeah, fired. But Of course. I mean, you, know, you, see, you see tweets there and go, oh, God, you know, oh, we beat Burnley. I'm gutted. That means we're gonna, we, we've got to suffer another month. Do you know, what, what, what if he goes on a winning run for the month? What, what, what are you going to say then? What, you know, what, what, you can't say nothing to that, can you? You can't sit there and, oh, bloody hell, we got him for a month. You see, what I, what I don't understand is, is like, like, if we go and beat Spurs on, if we, if we go and beat Spurs well on, a sun, on, on Sunday, those people who have been, you know, mocking him and at him and for, for, for God knows how long, they've got no right. To, to celebrate the victory, in my in my opinion, no right at all. <clears throat> I said that I wanted it, you know, as people know, all last um, all last year on the same old Arsenal. I backed him. Then at the start of the season, I said that I wanted him to go because I didn't think that we were going to do anything in the transfer window. Then a few players turn up, and then you have to take a sit back and say, okay, right. I've been calling for this, you know, people have been calling for him to bring his own players. And like I said earlier, he's got his own players now. So now we need to just slacken off the the Arteta out stuff and see what's going to happen. And in his six months time, if we're still if we're still where we are, then go full steam ahead with it again. Do you know what I mean? But I just don't think changing him now is, is the right thing to do. And of course, like you said, Dan, there's no board going to give a manager 150 million and then sack him. It's not, it's not happening. He's definitely got another season. He's definitely got the rest of this season, I think. So, look, yeah. just you know, drop the agendas and let's, let's support the team like we're supposed to do. I think the only thing that could be his downfall would be the Leno-Jacker situation. Two of the players that have had a lot of grief. I like Leno as a, as a goalkeeper. But I don't. It doesn't work. Like like Petacek didn't work with the um, paying out from the back thing. It it doesn't work, and it doesn't work with Leno, and it works with Ramsdale, and the Jacker, the unreliability. I just hope that the reason they said no to fifteen million, not that anybody knows, but the alleged fifteen million that Roma offered us, give him a new contract because then this summer clubs love money again, and then maybe get twenty twenty five million. But then you have got to take out how much he's how much wages he's been on. Yeah. Um, this year, and he minus that out, and then thinking plus his comments and want to want to leave. Then making him the, I think that's uh, making him captain, uh, vice captain again, or making when Young wasn't playing, giving him the armband. That was a huge mistake for me. I mean, I do quite like Jacker as a player, and I think some of our fans do need to be told to fuck off. Is that, <laughs> yeah, is it, you know, do we? Was it a bad idea to give him the captain's armband for what happened, or? Was it a bad idea to give him the captain's armband because you know he ended up staying? We we don't know what happened with that Roma thing. We're only going on what we saw on social media and 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 what journal you know journals are, are, are telling us. Um, I mean, like, like the Arsenal fans love to attack a player. You know, look what happened on his Instagram. You know, Jose Mourinho tells tells him to get a, a COVID nineteen jab. He goes back and then thanks. You know. Thanks a man for giving him advice on to get a COVID nineteen jab, and the, the, the Arsenal Twitter world loses its head because oh yeah, if I, you know what's the headline here? Man thanks another man for advice. Yeah. Like what? What's the you know what's the problem? 
Is Granit Xhaka not allowed to have friends outside of Arsenal? Is he not allowed to have a conversation with someone else because he plays for Arsenal? The reactionary world of us, you know, of Arsenal social media is, is, is absolute comedy on its own, an absolute comedy. Someone, someone is going to get rich one day by making a Netflix sketch show of, of, of Arsenal fans over the years. I tell you, I'd watch it. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch um, the Amazon oh, one. No, 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 no. I'm not going to watch it. People say yes, you will. I can guarantee you, I ain't watching it because I don't. I'm not watching it because I don't want to know what goes on behind the scenes. I, I, I'm on this side. We're on, you know, we're on, we're, we're in the seats. I don't want it'll to know. Create, it'll yeah. just create more experts, wouldn't it? Exactly. I, I don't <laughs> want to know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't want to know what Mia Carteta has for breakfast. I don't want to see any of the players in just pants. I don't want to see, I, I just don't want to see any backroom stuff. You don't want to see Saka's unicorn. No. Don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. I'm not interested. I am not interested in what they do um, when they're not playing. My thing is, it. I sit down on a Saturday afternoon and I'm hypnotised for 90 minutes watching Arsenal and I leave it like that. I don't want to know what... I'm not interested. I mean, I didn't even watch the Spurs one. A lot no, of Arsenal. not all Man City. I'm not bothered by it. I, I enjoyed even, the Sunderland one. I haven't, I haven't even watched the Man City one. How about say, Sunderland? No, no, I'm not interested. That was, in that was good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not interested in what happens behind the doors. I'm, mm. It's not my worry. My worry is what happens on the pitch on a Saturday afternoon. Very true. Um, have you got time for one more quick topic? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was saying before the show, maybe we should cover the uh, that what what my mate Gav what what he said about foreign fans and because uh, that definitely would have been a subject you'd have covered if you uh, you'd have done your own podcast with your um, got a huge um, audience all around the world. So uh, I think Gav was saying, what what was the point Gav was making? Because I'm never completely sure. He was saying that I think what he was saying is that match going fans um, and fans that you know pay into the club or you know. Are better fans than 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 foreigners, or you know the people who who are not in the UK. I think, and I, I might cause a bit of controversy. Here, I think I kind of agree with him, right? Because if you are a match going fan, then and and you pay money and you get your season ticket and you follow them home and away. Now I don't, right? So I can honestly sit here and say, for example. We'll bring in Lee judges, right? Lee goes home and away every week. So for me, Lee is a better football supporter than me. That's just a fact. Lee is a better Arsenal supporter than me. I think where Gav gets it, I think where Gav might have got it a little bit mixed up is they show more foreign fans, especially in, in countries with different time zones, Foreign fans are, are as are as dedicated as match-going fans. I mean, you've got people in America that get up at three or four o'clock in the morning to watch a game. You know, all around the world, people are getting up at stupid o'clock. You know, to watch us to watch us play. While well, it's all right for us, it's half past twelve here, or you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, or whatever. But there's some places in the world where they have to get up at three or four o'clock. You know, there's foreign fans all over the world that go to that go to supporters clubs. Um, they've got their own supporters club. So 
I think people might have taken him up wrong or perhaps he might have wished that he worded it a bit better. I'm not too sure. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I, I only know Gav from Twitter. He's a really nice bloke. Um, I, you know, haven't had no problems with him. Any interactions I've had, he's been, and any interactions I've seen um, Gavin have with, with overseas fans has always been a positive, you know, it's always been positive. And I don't believe for a second that he meant, I don't believe for a second that he meant that he actually believes that a match going fan is, you know, far superior to, to anyone else. I think he just meant that, like I said, I can agree with him. He's a better Arsenal fan than me because I sit here and watch him. Hmm. Right? He gets up in the morning, he pays out money, he travels, he goes to the stadium, he gets in the stadium. You know, he's in the ground, he's vocal, he's supporting them. So, yes, in that sense, perhaps they are better supporters than us. They're more dedicated than definitely me because I can't. I mean, I'm only an hour and a half away and I can't be bothered to go. Dedication is a good word, Dan. Yeah, dedication. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to look at the dedication of, of, of the fans who live in America and, and, and Australia and, you know, different parts of the world when they're getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning. Again, that's more dedicated than me because I can tell you now, if I lived in America and Australia, there is not a hope in hell I am getting <laughs> up at three or four o'clock in the morning to watch yeah. Arsenal. I'd record yeah. it and watch it as soon as I got up or something. So yeah. that's, you know, that's what I'd do. People who support Arsenal around the world are, for me, are, you know, as important as, 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 as any, as anyone. Um, so just to close on it, are, are people, in my opinion, you know, people who go to the games personally, I believe are better supporters than me. I can sit here and, and be honest and be open. Other people might say, well, they're not better than me because I, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F. That's fine. If you've got a reason to believe that you're, you're as good as any match going fan, that's fine. You know, come out and say it. But for me personally, yes, I think that any match going fan who goes home and away certainly is a better supporter than me. But would you say someone from, say, like someone from Ireland who went home and away was was more dedicated than someone who lived in London who goes home and away? Is or is that just taking it to more more degrees that are unnecessary? Again, it's just that's just adding another, you know, that's adding another, another layer. Yeah, another layer. Any match going supporter, whether you're flying in from Ireland, where wherever. I mean, look at Tanner. Tanner flies in from America. Mike flies in from America. I mean, that's you know that's. That is dedication on its own. I know they only do it once or twice a year, but that's yeah. mad dedication, you know. And I wouldn't do that for any. I mean, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I, I could almost not be bothered to go yeah. and watch them yesterday. They, were, they lost thirty-eight nil. I think it was thirty-eight nil at home to the Buffalo Bills. I've never been to see them. I don't own a Miami shirt. And if someone, if I was talking on Twitter and I said, oh, I'm with Dolphins, lost thirty-eight nil, someone said, "Well, you're a shit fan." I go, "Yeah, I am. I've never been. I'm never gonna go." Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. They don't get any money out of me. I mean, Arsenal don't get any money out of me. I don't even. I haven't even renewed my purple membership. No, they don't but, get any money either. But um, then Gav did say something that, that I didn't like. He said, "Unless you're, uh, unless you go to the games regularly, you shouldn't be running a podcast or doing blogs." Now, my our mate Canadian Jeff OG, one of the most lovely human beings I've ever known in my life, and he smells good as well. He ran the ABW blogs. 
for for a few years and i find that foreign fans if they don't can't go to the games they are they work harder at watching the games i mean like oh that oh that um oh that crap and the stats that he does and and the depths that they go to and the analysis they have and the knowledge they have about games i've often found that foreign fans people who aren't who aren't in the uk because uh, you, you could be you could be American living in the UK and not bother going to Arsenal, or, or you could be an Englishman abroad and you could be really dedicated. But people who, who are uh, outside of the UK who support Arsenal work so hard here. They give so much of their time, whether getting up early, buying all the kits, um, subscribing to stuff, um, doing their own shows. And I think they they work from my experience. We've had loads of people outside the UK, not going to say foreign fans, but outside the UK that have done stuff for us and they have their dedication has been more than my dedication. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I as as an ex Arsenal podcaster, I, I don't find the things. Oh, that's that makes me sad to hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you say those horrible words. Um I I I, I don't find any offence to that and I don't I still you wouldn't don't. I still wouldn't have found any offence to it, even if I was still doing a podcast. That's that's just Gav's opinion. That you know, if you don't go, then you shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't be talking about it. Whether I whether I agree with that opinion or not, I probably wouldn't. Well, you are you're one of the people that shouldn't be running an Arsenal podcast back then because you're not in the UK. You don't go to games, so according to Gav, you shouldn't be doing them. But, it's but about... he did say he was drunk when he when he said that. <laughs> I believe that he meant it. I've known Gav for at least a decade, and we're good yeah. mates. I mean, he rings me for an hour or so, once a month, or I ring him. And I think he was drunk. It was the anniversary of his mate passing, yeah. and he and rather than than going, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. That's nonsense. Look at all. I mean, he's worked with brilliant people at ABW over the years. He's done best part of a hundred podcasts with us, and ABW over the years have had loads of people outside of the UK doing shows with us. And I mean, our very own Steve. He, he lived in bloody Poland, yeah. and he was magnificent at blogging and and podcasting. And so I, I really don't think he meant it. But dug a hole. And then he, he just made it worse. Yeah, he dug a hole and then perhaps tried to tried to dig himself out of it, and it didn't work. But I I, I don't find it offensive, and I don't find you know you 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 know people saying, "Oh, you're one." It doesn't. If we all worried about what people thought, <laughs> you, you I I I have learned very quickly that I you when you're doing something like an Arsenal podcast or. Or anything in media, or you know, or even Twitter. It's easy not to, you know, just don't. If if someone thinks some, if someone's got an opinion on you, just let them have it. I don't care. I don't care. There's loads of people out there that think I'm this or I'm that or I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a. I don't. Know, I don't want to say the words um, on here, but do I let that affect me? No, not anymore. I used to when I first started. I used to take it right to heart. But like you think, so you think that about me? Oh, great! You don't know me. Yeah, I've never met you. They wouldn't say it to your face. You wouldn't say it to me face. I've no loyalty to you. I, you think I'm a twat? Oh, fine. No problem. Don't talk to me. Only <laughs> more. Many more people on social media would have that opinion. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I've been on Twitter since 2009. How often do people see me have an argument? Someone's horrible to me. I send them a picture, do a Daniel Cowan, send them a picture of a kitten or, or of a goat. Yeah. Uh, a baby goat or something. And, it, and it's like, Gav's allowed his own opinion. And 
I kind of res even if whether he was drunk or not, right? It's obviously an opinion that's manifested itself inside of him because it's got to come from somewhere. Now, yeah, it's got a bit of history about it all. Well, if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. Whether you choose to be offended by his opinion is your on you. <laughs> like Ricky Gervais used to say, I tweet this, and uh, then people go, Well, I don't like that. Well, I didn't include, didn't act you in it, did I? I don't yeah. walk down the high street and see an advert for guitar lessons and go up to you and go, But I don't want guitar lessons. Exactly. Unless I act you, don't yeah. ignore it, you exactly. fucking idiot. Like, like you. you... <laughs> So many people have done it on 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 Twitter and and in the comment sections. I just don't. Well, I don't care, mate. I, yeah. I really, really don't care, Dan. And like I said, people's opinions are people's opinions. And why why people got so irate about what he said? I don't understand it. To be honest, I I wouldn't be a football fan in America if I saw that on Twitter. And I, I, I just oh, where well, are <laughs> Mars, why would you start? I, I don't know. Look, Gavin's opinions are his opinions. I, you know, and and I respect his opinions. If that's how he feels, then that's fine. People say that oh, he's talking about you. You know, you don't go to Arsenal games and you do a podcast. I couldn't give a shit <laughs> that I shouldn't be doing a podcast just because I don't go to football. Is that yeah. going to stop me from doing a podcast? No. That's the attitude to have. You know, why, why, why get upset about it? What, mm. Why get upset? Or why about get upset on other people's behalf about it? I suppose. Yeah, I like. I, I don't get upset about it. I don't get upset. I, I, I've learned that lesson very quickly in the last couple of years. That if anyone wants advice, you know, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, grow some thicker skin because it's, it, it, you know you're going to get whether you've got. 20,000 subscribers, whether you've got 20 subscribers, you're going to get people that don't like you. And you can't, you can't please everyone. And that is, that, that's from all walks of life. You can't please, you know, you just can't please everyone. And some people are going to like you. Some people are going to dislike you. Block and move on. And perfect example of that is Robbie. Got by far the biggest Arsenal fan base of a podcast or a show that ever has been and ever will be. Raking in the money left, right, and centre. The amount of hate that he gets, even though he's—I've uh, never met anybody who's met him and gone, "He's a bad." They say, "Oh, he's lovely." I've heard, every person who's met Troops has gone, "What a lovely bloke." We, uh, I mean, like, look, you've got to with the Arsenal fan TV thing, right? I know that people think he's bad for the club, and and you know that they're, they're, they're making money off the club and 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 this, that, and the other. But my my thoughts to that is, Dan, is just don't watch it then. Yes, like, that's too logical for some people. Do you know, I don't watch Arsenal fan TV. Why? I don't watch it. I used to. I, I admit that I used to. I used to watch it. But that, when I used to watch it, things were, you know, things were okay. But then when it, you know, when 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 the Arsene Wenger out thing came along and I, and I, I have to admit, and you know, I'm a man that will always stand up and, and, and make and, and admit my mistakes. When I, when I started podcasting, I fell into that trap of, I fell into the trap of going along with what was fashionable at the time. Like, you know, while there's an, uh, while there's a Wenger out protest, what I should have done is we started a channel and, and made a channel about why he should stay. Well, you no, need to make an, when you hear an opinion, 
you automatically make an instant judgment on that opinion. I either yeah. agree or I don't. And then as you learn more, then you can adjust your opinion. I mean, I don't like it when like, I don't like it when I see like, um, you know, like if I like if I if I at troops on Twitter, someone will you know someone will go, "Oh, are you talking to him for? He's a fucking." No, hang on a second. I have met troops, and I can, and like you have just said there now, I can honestly, hand on my heart, say that he is one of the nicest blokes I have ever met in my life. Okay, I off the camera. He wasn't on camera and there was no bright lights and there was nothing to moan about and there was nothing to shout about. He was one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. Same goes for DT. Same goes for Robbie and Judges and Claude and, you know, Kenny Ken. They're all such, such, such nice people. But what we've got to, I don't think what people understand is that when they're going on Arsenal Fan TV, right, they're high on emotion. They've just come out of a football match. It doesn't matter whether you're DT troops, judges. You're coming out of that ground and you're high on emotion. Now, whether you want to go and stand in front of a camera and release that emotion, that's up to you. But obviously, people who, who don't want to do it find it somewhat offensive that other people want to do it. Arsenal Fan TV has been going on since time began. But it just hasn't been in. It just hasn't been filmed. Now, back in the day, we'd all go in the pub after a game, and you, 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 you could stand in a pub, and there'd be pockets of people standing around the pub, shouting and ranting and fucking, fucking this and fucking that, and this is shit and he's crap and this, that, and the other. That's a very good point. My mate Adam, he'd come here and watch but the no football. One, no he'd one, be you... one that would be shouting and screaming, jumping yeah. out, going, "Fuck you, can't!" And I'd just be sitting there going, "Yeah," and no he'd be might... screaming. No one went over to those groups of people in the pub and went, oh, you're bad for the club, you are. You're, you're <laughs> bad for the club because you think that you're shit and you're moaning all the time. Like, why don't yeah. you be like us? Just come in and have a drink. You know, Arsenal fan TV, um, it, it gets a lot, a lot of hate. But I can, like I said, I've met Robbie, very, very nice guy. Gave me, gave me a massive opportunity when I first, when I first started doing all this. Um, working on AFTV for, for, for a couple of months. But what he's done, what he's done is amazing. What, you what know, he's he... about the, uh, I mean, there's a couple of incidents when there are away games and drugged up fans that was all, I'm not yeah. sure that was the wisest thing to do. But as a general, you don't see him on Twitter every day going, boo hoo, poor me. No. And he gets so much hate from such a massive. And, and some you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not going to go up to na um, nasty Nick from EastEnders or Dirty Den Watts, the, the actor, and go, "Oi, I hate yeah. you." You go, "Well, yeah. they're, they are. They're on screen. They're partly playing up to their part, and that's yeah. what they do." Yeah, I mean, like what what makes me laugh as well, Dan, is all this hate and all this thing that happens right on Twitter. All these people that you know have a go at them, and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They know where they are. They know where they're going to be. Yeah, go to a game. Nothing, nothing ever happens, does it? Like, yeah. I know the, the few incidents is there outside the Emirates when a group of lads um, come and had a go at them and they cause a bit of a kerfuffle. But They see the odd chant as well. Yeah, that was, I mean... Look, get out of our club. Yeah, get out of our club, get out of our club. Now, that's, that's expressing opinion. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You know, And, yeah. and, and Robbie 
as the owner of Arsenal Fan TV, has got to try and you know has got to try and blank that out, and I'm wishing sure he does. And when what I said about growing a thicker skin, you know, Robbie must have a really really thick skin because I couldn't, you know, I, I don't think I would be able to handle that all that grief. Yeah, I, 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 Matt, I, I've got to give him big ups and big respect because doing what he's doing, you know, we've all seen it. it you know, I mean. I couldn't sleep at night. I, I couldn't, knowing that I was going to a ground in the next day, and that I'm going to go into I'm going to go into a stand full of my own fans that hate me. I, 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 I couldn't do it. It's true. Do you know? I couldn't do it. It's just not right, is it? it? Doesn't It doesn't seem right that you you would you would go into a, a stand full of fans and you all support the same team. But you're going to be quite weird and quite um, aware yeah. of, of the situation, thinking. Some someone could just go for me at any point. Yeah. But also, all these people that don't like it, let's say if you had a, a, a genie and the genie said, all right, I'm going to instantly set you up with a, a an Arsenal organisation, you're going to get hundreds of millions of downloads every year. You're going to make half a million pound a year as a company. Would you want that, yes or no? I mean, who would turn that down? Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, a lot of people... You know, a lot of people say, oh, I would, I would. Just, you know, just to, just to spite it. You know, I'm... You know, I'm you know this legacy, legacy fan thing would be <laughs> better, if, in, my, in my opinion. But of course, you're going to take it. Then. Of yeah. course, it's, you know people. people it's whether you, you put. I mean, Robbie started doing that when Navy Derby started in 2012. Yeah. So he's put up with that for the best part of a decade. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go a decade of putting up with it. No, no, no. I know, but maybe a couple of years, then retire. <laughs> I think what he's doing is great. Um, whether whether you like it or not is completely up to you. And again, I'm not going to get into an argument with anyone yeah. about about Arsenal fan TV. You know, it's like Marmite. You either like it or you don't. And what I but what I don't understand is that the people who don't like Marmite still eat it. So I, <laughs> you know, you know, why why would you if you don't like it? So that, that, that's my thing. Look, I only found I only found out the other day. My mate Sexy Frank, who I have known for forty years. I didn't know he liked Marmite. Marmite. He was on the phone. He was having Marmite on toast. Went Frank. I didn't know you liked Marmite. I got the new spicy Marmite in the in the kitchen, but doesn't taste any any different really. The chili one. Got to be loads of butter. Marmite on the top. It's heaven. And I like it on burnt crumpets or really well done crumpets. You're a massive weirdo if you don't like Marmite. That's just it. There's no need for it, is there? And all these people that go and do YouTube channels about how much they hate Marmite just don't don't eat it anymore. Then exactly. There you go. The analogy is solved. The analogy is done. <laughs> don't, like don't fucking eat it. Simple as that. <laughs> Stop tweeting Marmite and ask telling them how shit they are. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> right. There you go. On that positive note, I think we should uh, draw this to a draw it to a close. Close this to a draw. End it. Uh, what's your predictions for Wimbledon? We're going to win, but the weekend. What do you reckon? Hard one to predict. North London derby, two teams who are not really firing on all cylinders. Could be an absolute firework game. Um, but I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. I'm going for an Arsenal win, Dan. And I, I'm going for a... We won't concede. I don't think we'll concede. And I think we'll win 2-0. I'm going 1-0. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll take one nil. Um, Eric Dyer own goal ninety plus five. Harry Kane gets sent off after missing yeah. a penalty. That's right. Yeah, and then as he's walking off, he slips down the hump there on the pitch, and he breaks his ankle. Or he hits some small child with his big chin. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's lots of, there's lots, there's lots of situations that we, you know, that we. Like. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm only having a bit of a banter. I don't really wish that Harry Kane breaks his no. ankle. But, um, look, it is what it is. It's Tottenham in it. It's the old enemy. I don't like him. You don't like him. Millions of other people don't like them. It's the game we want to win. It's the game I want to win every the most important game of the season. Yeah, one game in the season, you know, bar the away game as well. But that's the second. Spurs at home is a must, must, must win game. Um, or it's a must win game, but it's a must perform game as well, Dan. You know, you cannot afford to play for Arsenal and not perform on Derby Day. You know, it's that's it's it's, you know, it's a criminal offence. Um, they've got to perform. But I'm pretty sure, like I said, the advantage to us is that we've got the more hungrier players. Um, so I think that's going to be a massive advantage to us. I really do. And if Arteta wins that, he's good till Christmas. I don't think anything can go wrong that would uh, that will buy him. Like with the FA Cup win and the Charity Shield, this yeah. beating Spurs at the weekend will buy him a lot of time. And we'll have a chat in January. We'll there have this in January, and and we'll see we'll see where we are. Hopefully we'll have a chat before that. We can maybe do this again in a, maybe a month or when we free. Absolutely, mate. If there's a man I'd like to sit down for for an hour and a half and talk Arsenal with you. Lovely jubbly. Right, tell people where they can find you on the Twitters or they should know and about your, your Twitch channel. Yeah, you can come and find me on the Twitter at QuakeScott79 and you can follow me on Twitch if you like to watch me fly aeroplanes. Um, you can come and find me on Twitch at The Beginner Simmer. It's on YouTube as well, actually. Oh. Oh, you can follow us at the beginning of Simmer. All the socials, Insta, Twitter, Twitch. Come on. It, yeah, it come amazes on. me when people don't put their Twitch broadcast straight to YouTube. Why Why would you go and then if... Because if you don't, it gets deleted after 14 days. Unless yeah, you you're can huh? You can download it. Yeah, that's what I do. That's why I've got my Twitch broadcast from 2014. They're on my yeah. own YouTube channel. That is a that, no, they've only got 52 subscribers. Yeah. But all my stuff from like when I was playing Tom, uh, playing Tom Canton at FIFA, and I almost beat him. Yeah. He got a last minute equaliser. But just send it straight to YouTube. Yeah, well, fun. I I download them and upload them. I, what I do is it's a bit different. It's a bit different with the flight sim because, like, it's basically. Like people say to me, "How do you sit in front?" Like I, the, the flight simulator—they're done in. It's done in real time. So, yeah. if I decide that I'm flying from, if I decide that I'm going to fly from Cork to Stansted, it's an hour. If I decide that I'm going to fly from Stansted to Ibiza, which I did the other night, it's two and a half hour flight. So, you know, to put that up on YouTube. And, and expect people to sit there and, and watch uh, watch uh, an aeroplane's dials for two hours um, is a bit different. The stream the stream is good. People come into the stream and they're asking questions about, you know, flying. And there's, sometimes I get some beginners coming in and they're saying, oh, how do you do this and how do you do that? And to pass on the information is great. And there's a lot of Arsenal fans come in there and, we you know, we, we, we talk about, we sit there talking about Arsenal. I'll put some nice view on while we're flying over the French Alps or something, um, and, and we chill. So what I do with the YouTube thing is I just kind of take the video and just like upload the highlights, really, the taxi, the, the take-off. Take the, yeah. <laughs> the, take, the taxi, the take-off, 
the climb, the descent, the landing, the taxi to the gate. And, you know, it's all like condensed into 10 minutes. Do you know? Do you fly uh, planes upside down? Does it allow you to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done barrel rolls in Airbus three, A320s for the laugh, uh, loop the loops, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> not on stream now, of course. Um, no professional on stream. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be very unprofessional. Um, I'm not too sure. Where, I mean, I watched a fella the other day on Twitch. He's actually dressed as a captain. Well, he, well, he was playing. Are you going to give that a go? No. <laughs> no. No, thank that, oh. that, that, That's not the kind of thing I'd want to do. No. Uh, okay. Well, there you go, people. That's uh, that's been a, a decent hour and a half. If you want to find Craig uh, flying planes? Then you can go and watch him live on Twitch, and Twitch is really good. It is um, good. It's a community. It should be the future of entertainment because I have been using Twitch since two thousand and twelve, mm. and I I spend maybe six or seven hours a day every single day watching people on Twitch and. Mm just interacting with them and it is a it is a magnificent um uh site it's a great community. That, yeah. yeah that people should be using more of and it's easy it's, yeah. it's the same as logging into twitter but yeah. you don't need credit card details make yourself up a name yeah. and just go and, and and support people and it's good and then uh, get in while you can while this community is a is a dozen 15 20 people watching and they remember who you are might yeah, even, no, put, yeah. might, might even put a little um you can have a star next to people's names, is it? Or oh, I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. Yeah, you can go and do that. In I'm, the I'm only a beginner. Yes, right. Thank you very much for joining me today. This has been. I knew this was going to be good, and it was good. I hope people enjoy it. Well, if they don't, then don't invite me back. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> on those wise words. And we will see you for a podcast on Thursday with Lord Raj, Jeff Arsenal, and Chris the Dirty Pirate. And that, they'll be talking about the Burnley game, the Wimbledon game, and probably talking about the upcoming Spurs game. And then we actually talked to ABW that if we beat Spurs, we might do a live post-game show an hour after the game because there's 700 Arsenal channels doing the straightaway post-game show. So we might wait till later that night and do a live show. It's only if we beat them, and if it's a good game, we might do. But don't hold us to that, because you know I'm fucking lazy and can't be bothered with do anything. Even getting the camera out was, oh, do I have to? <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm yabbering on now, Craig. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been brilliant. No, absolute pleasure. Um, I'll always, you know I'll always come and talk to, talk to you, not just about the Arsenal, Dan. Yes. It's, 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 a, it's a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Cheers, mate. Right, and uh, goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.